It's an invasion! Welcome back, weirdos. This new year, same us, back at you with another dystopian tale of true conspiracies. You know, we've been wanting to make this episode for a while, and only because it just keeps developing, it keeps getting more and more dystopian, have we put it off. So, today I'm joined by... Boogeyman Bob. Agent Deadass B, and on the line we have, as always, my partner in crime. What's up? It's the G-Man. I had some lycanthropy for a while, and that's why we had to shut down, but I've uh, got the new blood. It's good now. You know, fun fact, speaking of lycanthropy, it was a medieval belief, and I believe we kind of touched on this in our werewolf episode earlier in season two, that if your birthday was December 25th, you were definitely a werewolf because it was selfish for you to be born on Jesus's birthday. So obviously you are evil and therefore a werewolf. Yeah, that, that checks sense. out. That's funny. So speaking of winter time, speaking of the, you know, the North Pole, between you know, the last bastion of freedom in the world, the United States, and the elvish sweatshops of the North Pole, lays a strange frozen tundra commie hellhole we like to call canada and if it's not the moose that's gonna get you (laughs) or the polar bears it's their own fucking government it's their own government well put well today on this edition of invasion of the weird we're gonna get into the reddening of canada real 1984 type shit eh so it doesn't surprise me that under the reign of Justin Castro-Trudeau, Canada has gone down this insane path. Like we knew their rights were going to get, you know, rolled back more and more. I saw the other day where they said that Canadian citizens do not have the right to self-defense. There's no reason to own a firearm at all because it would be illegal to use it. self-defense they understand hunting kind of but there's no reason ever for anybody to defend themselves which is absolutely nuts to me because every canadian i've ever known in my very full life has been like an outdoorsy like woodsman and that's not even just like the stereotype that's just who they are in the rural parts of canada yeah don't tread on me eh? but like (laughs) fuck them i guess according to justin gastro don't step on my Timmy Hortons, bud. Thank oh, you, pal, friend. Timmies. So I, I figured we would start this one off a little lighthearted and then just get darker and darker where you need to listen to the next episode as a palate cleanser. And heads up, next episode's also spooky. <laughs> so in jest, we've been saying Justin Castro. I know G-Man knows this. Agent B, do you know the conspiracy? of just trudeau's parentage you know i i'll be honest i know very little about justin trudeau other than um you know his aladdin cosplay Um, he's very famous for that aladdin cosplay i hear he does a great rendition of deo (laughs) 
Oh, I'm gonna make you eat the bugs. You're gonna eat the bugs and you're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's about it. I know that he was their treasure at one point, and then he got really fat, went in hiding for a little while, and now apparently he's back. So, just to kind of get into a brief overview, this this could be a deep dive all in itself, but I think it'd make a good basis for all the dystopian shit that follows after it. Picture this. You're Margaret and Pierre Trudeau. You've had a famous, let's call it a liberal and liberated marriage. Okay. Uh-huh. Margaret Trudeau being a uh, well-known party girl. A woman of high class in some societies. A woman who, while married to her husband, the Prime Minister of Canada, had a very public illicit affair with a Jack Nicholson. Really? And is considered Jack Nicholson's best lay. You know, go back to the wolf (laughs) references. (laughs) In fact... There's a very famous instance of the night that Pierre Trudeau lost his prime ministership. And where was Margaret? Well, she wasn't with him. She was at the Rolling Stones concert, and she went home with them. The whole Rolling Stones? She's on record saying that she banged the Rolling Stones, just not Mick Jagger. Oh. Yeah, that's facts. So. To not put it lightly and just to be extremely blunt, Justin Trudeau Sr., was a literal cuck. Yeah, Margaret Trudeau, she belonged to them streets. <laughs> or avenues, or whatever they call them in French, Quebec. Uh, you got the Trudeaus, you got Canadians, you got the Canucks, and then you got the Cucks. <laughs> so, about nine months before Justin Trudeau is born, the Trudeaus are on a Caribbean island visiting spree on their second honeymoon. And there's a chunk of time where they go to an undisclosed location. It is believed that they went to Cuba. And dudes, you want to get you a girl that looks at you like Margaret Trudeau looks at Fidel Castro. The photos of them together, she is just swooning hard. Google it. Young Jamie, bring that shit up. Former Prime Minister Trudeau sitting on the side Fidel looking at something and Margaret Trudeau is literally hanging off of his arm. Yeah, we'll put it on the gram just for pictures. We might even put it on the Twitter because we now have a Twitter. Go ahead and follow us there. In fact, while you're looking up this, young Jamie, young uh, Agent B, you should look up the side-by-side comparison of Fidel Castro and Justin Trudeau. Well, actually, the picture that uh, young Agent B just pulled up is the time when a young infant, uh, Justin, was brought to Cuba, definitely not to meet his dad. (laughs) So you have all this, and that's all very suspicious. We'll get get there. Did Fidel also go to Fidel's funeral? Yes, Justin went to Fidel's uh, funeral. And if you pull up what Justin Castro said about his late father... It was nothing but absolute glowing yagoogly about one of the most vicious tyrants to ever 
rule as a despot in the Western Hemisphere. Well, you know, that's how politics work, is if you're a real good Yagoogleizer and you're really good with your words, despite you being a massive piece of shit, you can get into power. Agent B's looking at me right here. He's just mind-blown. He didn't know any of this. Yeah, he was quoted as saying, I know my father was very proud to call him a friend, referring to Castro. I mean, I'm my own friend, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So that's not even getting the worst. The head of Cuba's nuclear program was one of Castro's legitimate sons. And when he committed unaliving himself, allegedly the suicide note reads that he could never get out of the shadow of his Canadian brother, but it wasn't his fault because he grew up in Cuba and Justin got to grow up in Canada. And that's leaving out young Asian B, pull that shit up, the side-by-side comparisons of Castro and Justin Trudeau, they are spitting images of each other. You pull up Pierre Trudeau and then look at Justin Trudeau, they look nothing alike. Yeah, this is... uh, They definitely have the same nose. God. Yeah, here's Pierre. If it's easier, find young Castro and compare it to a modern Trudeau. Yeah, I even pulled up a young Pierre and uh nah son. Looks like Mr. Bean. <laughs> Pierre was kind of left. One of the criticisms of him at the time was that he was, you know, a pinko. You know, kind of pink, not quite red, but definitely had his uh sympathies. I think at this point, when you have the ultra globalist you know, cabal called the World Economic Forum who are straight up naming how the future needs to be this global socialistic shitstorm in order to save the planet. And then they name, Klaus Schwab names Justin Trudeau as one of the main components. And what you see is that Canada as a country is going down this path farther than a lot of other things around the world are. And really a lot of the Anglosphere minus the United States is also going down the same path. Like you get to the crackdowns over that thing that is not named that we all went through for a couple of years in order to, you know, not get this pulled. Cause even at this point, two years after, it's still a sore subject that can get you removed from your platforms. Mm-hmm. The absolute crackdowns of that, removing basic human rights from you know protesters and bringing the goddamn KGB out on these folks. Like they were one step away from sending them to literal gulags. Yep. And they were threatening to take these people's families for voicing their opinion. And then China does it in the last couple weeks and they're like oh china needs to be better but china just used you as a model man yeah china's been going hard these last couple weeks yeah and the world economic forum canada a lot of the anglosphere in order to change the weather you guys need to start eating bugs if you eat the bugs the weather will be good 
they're literally right now in Canada, in England, in Australia, they are mixing bug products into student lunches at schools in order to accustom the next generation into this uh, green protein. That's the most vile shit I've ever heard. There's some bug bug byproducts in that that aren't necessarily good for human consumption. No, I had a lizard once that you ate crickets, and he had the fiercest shits of his life. I'm not ready for that. True, he did. That was a good dude. R.I.P. My lizard homie. He put the world on his back, man. He was eating the bugs so we wouldn't have to. Yeah. But it's really funny that you guys are pointing out that America is the only group that's not going, hey, yeah, let's do this. It's probably because we have always been and will continue to be the leaders of the free world. I think we're of two minds, man. This, this, This country, you know, you have a good contingent of folks saying, we need to eat the bugs. And then you have other people who are, I think, finally waking up that they're tired of being experimental guinea pigs for all of this climate paganism where you do certain rituals in order to appease the environment as a deity. That's fair. I did see that New York uh, is taking another attempt at trying to make us more green and more healthy uh, by making public schools go meatless on Fridays. So, like, oops, oh, so they're accidentally Catholic, life. but, like, go off. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, my favorite recent accidental Catholic was in the aftermath of the uh, Roe v. Wade decision in the United States, where there were groups of women who said that they would not sleep with anybody unless they had a contract that <laughs> if there was a child the man would be responsible to support the child and the woman through raising the child. Oops. Who just invented marriage? <laughs> Crazy. We're not going to have sex with you unless you marry us. Wild. But back to Canada and like the dystopian fucking kids cuisines that you can get in the frozen food section now. Do you have to freeze bugs? I think they I mean, freeze. If you don't want them to go bad. Well, were they ever good to start with? Uh, Again, if you're the a lizard, they'll go bad. Uh, London, Ontario, Canada just built the world's largest for human consumption cricket processing plant. And what they do often with these is they will turn them into a powder and then they'll put it into other foods. So you really got to watch out right now. Like if you go to Whole Foods, Ordering these like hippy dippy progressive grocery stores, there are things that won't explicitly say. You got to flip it to the back, and it'll say cricket flour in the ingredients. Well, like to be fair, we've been eating bugs since the dawn of time, but that was like a main staple of the fucking food pyramid. I mean, technically, there's a time and place, but I'm not even gonna eat the bugs, dude. It's not gonna happen. I feel like in this day and age, people that eat bugs get bullied. At least maybe back in our day. But now it's maybe when the world was sane. Back when the world was sane. One thing that I will mention, though, is the process of liquefying anything or turning anything into a powder 
is the ultimate strategy to mask the origin and original flavors of whatever was liquefied or uh, turned into a powder like they do with that cricket flour. There's a great conspiracy theory on uh, the movie Wally of what those milkshakes that everybody drink are drinking are. Mm-hmm. And it's all of the waste products. And I mean, all of the waste products of the ship as a closed ecosystem, getting fed back to you liquefied. So you can't taste that it's waste products. Hmm. Duty shakes. Among other things, but we'll get into that. Good movie, anyway, more fucked up things about Canada. More Sorry, this is still a, uh, NC 17 podcast. We're going to swear once in a while. Maybe multiple times. Um, yes, and there's no getting back out of it. That's true. So Canada has been this shining city on the hill for lefties in the U.S. for years uh, because of its universal health care program. It's said that Canada What do you do when it gets has, too expensive, bud? What do you do when it gets too expensive? Well, that is what the country as a whole has been finding out recently. If it's too expensive... The Canadian prescription is, well, sir or madam, we understand that this is expensive. Zims or Zers or cricket or whatever your neo pronoun is. Lizard person. Lizard person. Have you thought about killing yourself? <laughs> For example, I've got this story right here from the other day. Canadian disabled veteran and Paralympian athlete is asked if she would like to consider euthanasia when she complains that it's taking too long for the government to install a chairlift in her home. What? Excuse me, government. I would like to go upstairs in my house. Kill yourself over it. Excuse me, government. I fought for you in this country and have come back disabled. I would like assistance with stairs in this very specific location and you said you would do it could you please hurry it up no but we can kill you all right another dystopian story of the maid program medical assistance and dying man applies for euthanasia due to fears he may become homeless and is that one of the like 83 percent of accepted euthanasia requests that they're giving 83 percent of all requests are given Here's another uh, gem for you. Man calls disabled vet again. It's a great theme here. Got to get rid of the uselesses now. They're just a drain on society. Disabled vet goes into the hospital for PTSD-related issues. Calls his brother to come get him out because it's, quote, a madhouse in here. He had a cochlear implant, didn't like wearing it, was causing some issues. By the time his brother could go pick him up, when he got there, the man was already dealt with. And the only reason listed on his paperwork for why they euthanized him was hearing loss. Oh, you can't hear real good? Have you considered killing yourself over it? I mean, it's like Tumblr all over again. It's just a whole country. Here's one from November. Canadian man claims assisted suicide is being pushed on him by the hospital. Yeah, it gets too expensive, and I've seen multiple, multiple claims that 
people are going in asking for genuine help from their doctors and the doctors heavily suggest and will not consider prescribing anything else except for euthanasia. At last count, these medically assisted suicides that are being actively forced on the poor and the undermensch to the Canadians outpace COVID deaths are now the sixth largest reason for death in Canada. 3% of all deaths at last count were from this euthanasia program. 83% of all requests were accepted. The, the Canadian government just lowered the threshold to it to mature, whatever the fuck that means, children. So if you're considered a mature 12 or 15 year old, you can go uh, have the government kill you. Uh, you know, your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25 or something like that. But, you know, if you're 12 and you're feeling a little uh, unhappy, little blue, we'll kill you. Even more dystopian, you can go on the internet right now. The other day they put out an official children's activity book to explain the suicide process. You're shitting me. I'm dead serious. We can put that on the gram, but if you pull up on the Google box right now, you can find Canadian-funded assisted suicide activity book for children. I'm Check the database right now on that. If you Google it, it just gives you a suicide and crisis hotline. That's because you don't use DuckDuckGo. That would be correct. CanadaToday.news can to sponsor this activity book on assisted suicide. Yeah. There's a hospice that puts out the activity books. Mm-hmm. It's good reading material. And, you know, if you if you are Canadian and you find any of this detestable or you want to speak out against the government or, you know, you want to use your freedom of speech because you hear so much about how these other countries have freedom of speech. Well, lo and behold, you don't. A uh, famous Canadian controversial figure and well-respected psychologist, Jordan Peterson, was just sentenced to mandatory re-education for criticizing the government and these dystopian anti-human policies from anything from this to complete government censorship to complete government control of all medical decisions and they consider unaliving oneself a medical decision like this just criticizing it all boom now we're at the gulags now we're at you need to re-educate yourself or face the consequences in fact the thing that has me most seething about this is the weird religious angle that this has taken the last couple months so the church of canada the cock the cock clash of clans clash of clans church of canada now has an official prayer for euthanasia no i'm i'm and looking not... through this activity book and it's straight up is like if you're there in person would you like to read them a message poem or so short story whisper something to them hold their hand give them something special uh give them a kiss goodbye in person or by phone or video or say a prayer or make a wish 
What the? F- you know, um, what do they mean by make a wish on a dead person? I think it means you get to meet Vin Diesel. I'm uh, I'm going through the booklet as well, and it says that assisted suicide is a personal choice, which means that no one can decide for another person. Each person has to decide for themselves. However, crickets are not a personal choice. You got to eat them. Eat the bugs. Well, yeah, that goes it, even, it, even it, further because H over there was talking about how we could powderize or liquefy something to cover the taste because they want you're, the you're, green version. You're getting ahead of me there, bud. Okay, we'll we'll hold off on this. I'm glad we're on the same page. Where, yeah, yeah, you're you're picking up what breadcrumbs or cricket meal I've been leaving through the episode on this. So from the United Church of Canada. And this doesn't sound like the most demonic, satanic shit you've ever heard in your whole life. I think I think one of the best ways it's ever been put into words, this kind of evil, was by J.R.R. Tolkien when he said that evil cannot create anything like good can. It can only twist things to its own purpose. So to be a dark reflection of something that should be good you know a church praying for those in need those who are suffering this is called the prayer in the mists of fear from the united church canada in cahoots with a uh suicide organization called dying with dignity in canada prayer in the midst of fear i am afraid i feel Fear penetrating my mind, my heart. I feel fear in my gut. I'm afraid to die. I do not know what lies beyond the barrier of death. I am afraid to release myself to the great unknown. I am heartbroken, afraid to leave my family. I'm still needed. I have to let go of hope for healing, and I have to hold on to hope for the next life. I'm afraid that my family and loved ones, children and grandchildren, will be troubled when I tell them I plan to die using medical aid in dying, made program. That tells everyone to pray, you know, speak of your other fears. But in the midst of my fear, I have hope that my family, loved ones, children, and grandchildren will understand my choice to end my suffering. I hope they will be proud of my decision and will understand that made is consistent with the love and compassion of Jesus. I have such peace in knowing This is my choice. My family loves me, but they cannot feel my suffering. They cannot comprehend my helplessness. I have hope and assurances that my death will be gentle, and I am grateful that I can make this choice, for I am terrified of dying in pain and being helpless. This choice to determine when I have had enough gives me peace, even in the midst of fear. And it keeps going. I feel that fear throws up a barrier between you and me, loving God, a barrier so hard to penetrate, I want that barrier down. Come to me, compassionate God. Come to me as I fear weighs me down and gets in the way of joy and peace I want to feel and share around. Come to me and embrace me with your eternal love. And the deepest part of me, I believe, it will be your love that casts out fear. This is waiting for my final journey through death. I pray in the name of the suffering Jesus. So you want to find pride in the fact that you're going to kill yourself. You want your family to find pride in it. Yeah, it's... You openly say in this, if you consider yourself a Christian, you know what's on the other side of death. But this says you don't. 
this wants you to say that it is a great mystery. That and, being said, it is the Anglican Church of Canada, uh, which means that it is not following Christ itself. Christ is a front and it's from the state, like doing the Church of England. Or here in the states, the Episcopalian Church is just the Church of England. Like you're not you're not following anything in general. You are doing the state's bidding in killing yourself and just using this as a front to make other people feel better about it. You know, actually, you got me coming around on that because in the U.S., there's the idea of the separation of church and state, but in this way. The church and the state are the same entity, and they are telling you to kill yourself, and they are pushing you towards killing yourself. And they're following the you exact opposite of what their fucking book says, what their yeah. stuff says. It's completely opposite. It's telling you that you need to give up what is considered the greatest gift ever given to you, the breath of life, in a twisted, backwards facsimile you know, they're they're praying to christ but you know who sold out christ and then fucking killed himself judas that's facts putting it out there church shouldn't have anything to do with suicide except for preventing it but i don't trust canada with doing anything they killed the first nation's people trying to sweep it under the rug yeah this, Sorry, is, also coming at, up. Yeah, this is also coming at a time where they've had massive unexplained fire bombings of religious institutions all across Canada. Probably not the Church of Canada, though. I don't know, man. It's it's just the such... Cock. <laughs> this prayer from the cock is such a twisted piece of shit. <laughs> it's the Kool-Aid that you must drink. It's the Kool-Aid that you must drink. And it's Canada telling you that we need to decarbonize so much like you need to start eating the bugs. We're all fucking carbon. They decarbon us too by pushing this on every facet of society. Well, here's the thing. We said no to cow farts. So what's the logical next step? You know, I mean, what else are they supposed to do? They're, they're Tim, Canada. Timmy Horton's farts. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there. Those things are deadly. That might be the easiest way. It's just to feed everybody Timmy's and let the farts do the work. <laughs> Literally gas them all out. <laughs> I mean, they're already there. Might as well. So, this is getting more and more dystopian by the day. We have a government run by socialistic climate alarmists who honestly believe that we are on the precipice of apocalypse if we do not rapidly decarbonize in every way, shape, and form, including eating the bugs to appease the weather god. And I can't help but come back to this classic sci-fi movie that I believe is takes place in 2033, 2032. Googling it. I believe it's 2022. Is it 2022? I believe so. Well, shit. Last year. Yeah, 2022. 2022 is when this movie took place. It's been a Malthusian trap. It's in this dystopia now. Everything is completely 
Saharified. There's no food. The only source of food is this plankton stuff they're eating. And then boom, they got this new shit. You're going to love it. It's called Soylent Green. Well, they go on this big, and spoiler alerts for a, an old movie that spoiled itself in its own trailer. But they go on this whole quest to find out what Soylent Green is. And eventually, one of the main characters is euthanized by the state. And his partner tracks his body to see what happens. His body is taken to a processing facility, turned into these green wafers, and then fed back to the populace. Soylent Green is people. How much farther down the road in dystopian boxes to check is it until Soylent Green is people? They literally sell a product right now called Soylent. That's a soy-based product. Have you guys uh, seen the memes of the soy bot? Dude is having trouble opening his Soylent bottles and he made a robot specifically just to open it. Yeah. But I've also seen articles out of left-wing think tanks that are saying we need to start actually doing cannibalism to save the planet. And obviously, no. We had prions from mad cow disease that are still a problem. When you feed something itself and its brothers and its sisters, it creates a disease from proteins that even if you scorch the earth, you do not kill the proteins. There's tribes in Papua New Guinea that have this problem where their cannibalism has caused it so that these prions literally turn their brains into Swiss cheese and they go mad. If you want an actual zombie outbreak, a great way to start is feeding people people to save the weather god. I think Justin Trudeau just needs to come out with his flying carpet technology. His carbon emissions will straight down. Yeah, if we all uh, could fly in a carpet Arabian night style, there'd be no greenhouse emissions. I think he had a special kind of sunblock on too, where you definitely would not get a sunburn. It was like SPF, dark as shit. <laughs> My favorite part of the Aladdin movie is when he looks like Mr. Popo. <laughs> so, you know, the worst with... part about this is we are spitting nothing but facts right now and cl calling out Canada for being a new fascist regime who was already called out back in the fucking 50s that new fascism was going to be under the guise of anti fascism. But the moment this comes out, I'm almost certain we're going to have people call us fascists for it. Uh, that's that's fine. They hated him because he spoke the truth. While wearing shoe paint. <laughs> While wearing shoe paint. It, it just... It's the weirdest set of dominoes I've ever seen. And I don't want to see where this line ends. Where do you think it started? So it started with straight degeneracy in Cuba. That's where it started. It was a then, we to, then we go to the talent show. <laughs> then we go to an Arabian Nights dance off for this connoisseur 
of cultural uh, appropriations of sorts somehow went from Playboy Son to handsome Bernie Sanders. And now Canada is not Diet America. It's diarrhea in a can. So it all started with a train run on Margaret Trudeau? Choo-choo, dude. (laughs) Choo-choo. But seriously, I feel so bad for the brothers and sisters up there in Canada. We are, as Americans, they're that 14th state that just got away from us, you know? And now, boom. They have no solid rights like we have solid rights. Everything is turning more and more into a whim of the ruling class and a whim of political forces. It really uses power in an emergency and they don't want to let it go. Yeah, never let a good emergency go to waste, man. Coming on year three. Coming on year three. Coming on. It's a, it's a cautionary Margaret tale. Trudeau. <laughs> That's so funny. It's dark. It's very funny, though. You said the episode was going to get darker. Yeah, it was. You started out, and now I'm just sad. <laughs> they say it could never happen here, is what I'm trying to say. But it's happening right there, right across the border. The requirements for going through this program are getting looser and looser and looser. You can now uh, be offed by having depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, any sort of mental uh, illness problem. It, it's literally eugenics. It's the kind of shit that they did in Nazi Germany, not to lose the whole thing with God and uh, argument right here at the end. But it's not like they're getting rid of the desirables. No, that ever-increasing share of the pie of total deaths in Canada are not what the government would consider the desirables. Hmm. Well, it was sad. Uh, this has been Red Canada, 1984. Uh, let's hope freedom rings, bud. It's Agent H signing off. We'll give Stay you strong, Canada. We're always here to help you migrate over to the cool side of the fence. Like the cool side of the pillow. <laughs> we out. <laughs>